Hello everyone, I'm Pedro Graterol and this is Notes, a podcast about arts, music, politics, history and culture. And today we're going to talk about a forgotten instrument. Musical instruments are very interesting. If you think about it, these devices are able to transmit very profound emotions when played properly. And at their core, these emotions are produced by very complex processes that involve physics and engineering. The consequence of this is that throughout music history, there has been a lot of experimenting with different instruments and different combinations. This ultimately paved the way for the instruments that we know and love today, and continues to do so. Now that computers and electronic devices are becoming more and more relevant in the music making world. Today, we're going to talk about a distant relative of the modern string instruments, the arpeggione, which was a very short-lived string instrument. But before we dive deep in this short tale, I think it is important to spend time with the man behind this invention. Johann Georg Stauffer, sorry for the pronunciation, was an Austrian luthier. In fact, he was considered one of the most prominent luthiers of his time. He was born in a Viennese suburb in 1778 and took over the workshop of Ignaz Christian Bartel. He spent time working with guitars. He modeled them after the ones made by old masters like Gaetano Vinaccia from Italy and also dedicated part of his time to music building. However, his true passion was inventing. He was a pioneer of modern headstocks for guitars, and his most invention, his most famous invention, is the arpeggione. Stauffer invented the arpeggione in 1823, and it is the hybrid between a cello and a guitar. It had frets and six strings, just like a guitar, but was played with a bow and between the legs, like a cello. The problem that this instrument faced was that it was very uncomfortable to play it because it didn't have an end pin, the little stick that keeps cellos not wobbling around when they're on the floor. And because of the dimensions of the instruments, they were rather small, it was very easily overpowered by the piano, who was becoming increasingly popular during that time period. Because of this, the instrument lost popularity and fell to obscurity in about a decade but you can still see a few of them in museums around the world. There is one in the Metropolitan Museum in New York right now. There are very, very few compositions for this instrument, but Franz Schubert, the famed songwriter and composer, dedicated a sonata to it. Well, it wasn't dedicated to the arpeggione, but it was dedicated to an arpeggionist, Vincent Schuster, a champion of this instrument. And according to Inject Gentrup, Schuster wrote a tutorial for the instrument and was very emphatic with composers during the time period to write more pieces for the arpeggione. The sonata is very beautiful, but just like the instrument, it lost popularity once Schubert died in 1828. However, it came back to life in 1871 and it included a transcription for the cello, 
given that the arpeggione was not really played during that time. The arpeggione never returned, but the piece is now a common staple of many instruments, including viola, cello, flute, double bass, and surprisingly, euphonium. I really like the story of the arpeggione, because it shows how dynamic and fluid the world of music is. We often become fixed on the idea that there is a set number of instruments, but it is not the case, and the music that we see today is a product of hundreds of years of evolution, which won't stop. We have reached the end of this episode. Sources are in the description. Hope to see you next time. Have an excellent day.